Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the STEM Civics Radio Show. We're not at the Purple Palace, but we're going live Zoom here. And this afternoon, we have a special guest, my younger brother um, in the education field. He's going to talk to us a little bit a little bit about that. He's going to give us a little bit of Black history, and I'm not sure what else he's got planned, but I'm sure it's going to be fun. Um, and so, before we start, I'm going to go around the table, have everybody introduce themselves to my brother, Augustine Paul, we call him Raggy. Um, and so, um, Cora, introduce yourself, tell them what grade you're in, and you know, hey, what's, what's your college plans? We'll go with that, okay? Well, as Mr. Paul already said, I'm Cora. I'm a junior, and I wanna go to college to be a guidance counselor. Excellent. You're next on the list there, Yanni. Give, give him your whole name, Yanni. Um, my name is Yanaris. We could call me Yanni. Um, I'm in tenth grade, and um, mm, it's okay if you haven't thought about it yet, Yanni. <laughs> huh? <laughs> are you Are you going to college? Yeah. Huh? Are you going to college, Yanni? Mm, hopefully. Where are you thinking about going? What for? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Okay. Because right. I want to be an entrepreneur, but is there like a major for that entrepreneur? Sure. A major for an entrepreneur. That means you got. That means you got money. Entrepreneur. Basically, what an entrepreneur is, you're you're just developing. You're going into business for yourself. Right. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Cool. 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 And I'm going to ask you what that business is later. We have Malaysia. I don't know what you guys' screen looks like. So mine has Yanni and then you, Malaysia. Okay. My name is Malaysia. I'm a junior and I want to go to college to be an aerospace engineer. You go girl. Zoe? My name is Zoe. I'm also a junior and I want to go to college. I want to major in criminal justice and communications. What's your government name? Zenobia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Next. That's you, C, C man. Carl, you on? Carl. Oh. Carl is on, but you probably can't hear me right now. Carl, it you says, on? Oh, he chatted? It said he was talking, but I didn't hear any noise. I didn't hear anything. Carl's either. there, he's got his microphone. Yeah, tell him to check his mic. All right. And like I said before, uh, I'm Sesky Paul. I'm the dean of the 11th grade class. And today, like I said, I introduce, I want to introduce my brother to you. And I'm going to turn it over to him and let him run the show. And then we'll interact together when, when he's done. Right? It's all yours, buddy. All right. Well, first of all, thank you for having me out. Um, as, as Mr. Paul said, um, I'm his <laughs> Ragiston Paul, um, educator been in the education field for about 30 years. I've done everything from managing uh, grants to being a classroom classroom teacher to a school administrator. Um, but my passion lies in um, out of school time programs and um, in history. I know he uh, mentioned as far as wanting me to kind of share some things about history. Um, 
but I wanted to get some type of feedback from you guys. I know this is Black History Month, but I wanted to get some feedback from all the individuals who are participating currently. Um, as far as what is your take on history? What is history to you? And this is just an open question. And if no one answers, I'll go ahead and call someone. <laughs> he runs just, he does. So Malaysia, so Malaysia, what is history to you? What is history to me? Don't start laughing, Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> um, Why don't you show us a picture? Everybody, sh hey, show me your video so 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 my brother can see you guys' faces. Come Mr. On. Paul. Oh, Come on, you know it's a radio show. You know you're supposed to get ready. Let's go. Come on, okay. make it happen. I'm not ready. <laughs> go ahead, answer the question, Malaysia. I know you um, got it. Something, something to think about. Yanni, how about you? What is history? What is history to you? History to me is um. Hmm. Mm. It's not. Hey, don't 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 overcomplicate it. You guys, are, I think you guys are trying to overcomplicate it. It's very it's very simple. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't overcomplicate. Just use some more. Use your words. So history to me is like something that already happened, and it's, I think history is important. That's what I think. Okay, it's important. You said something that really something that already happened, and history is important. Okay, I'll it's take important. that. It just stick okay. with it. It just stick to the category where it's important, and people talk about it now. Okay. Okay. Malays, are you ready yet? <laughs> I'm not gonna forget. I'm a, I remember I was a classroom teacher, so I know I know how students kind of fade to the back. That's Malaysia. Okay, so <laughs> go ahead, Malaysia. I see your your mic is off. So uh, go ahead. Not. Uh, yeah, history is important. Fact. I don't. Yeah, stuff that happened in the past. Important pieces okay. of the past. Okay. How about you? While we're there, while we're there, give give me an example of something historical, Malaysia, because I think you're having a pro uh, uh, give me something something historical that happened, like the World Wars. There you um, go. Okay. Our code, yeah, it's just yeah. Okay. No, that's 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 plenty. That's history. That's history, of course. Okay. How about you, Zenobia? Oh, Zoe, excuse me. Either one is fine. Um, okay. Yeah, basically what they're saying, important past and important events that led to today's, you know, society, I guess. And you said specifically important past events. Okay. How about you, Carl, if you're on? Okay. Yeah, right, he's, having, he's, having, he's having some problems. Um, let's try. Let's try Talia. How about you, Talia? Talia. 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 Pardon me. What is history? I feel like everyone already said it. I don't want to like repeat it, but repeat? it's like, yeah, stuff that happened in the past. Okay, oh. stuff that happened in the past. Okay. Um, Cora, I didn't hear from you. Cora? <laughs> Who? Who'd you call? 
Cora. He called me, you know, the one that you usually forget to call on. Cora, that's yeah. not true. Yeah, no, it is. What's history, Cora? <laughs> history is stuff that has happened that have impacted us, which is why we learn about it so that it won't happen again, if it's a bad thing. Okay. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you guys for sharing um, your thoughts on history. Um, as I mentioned to you, as an educator, my primary role, or actually my primary subject has been history. Um, and this is something I want to share with you. This is a quote by Dr. John Henry Clark on a what I, what I see as being a practical definition of history. History is a clock that people use to tell the political and cultural time of day. History is also a compass that people use to find themselves on the map of human geography. History tells the people where they have been, what they have been, where they are, and what they are. But most importantly, history tells the people where they still must go and what they still must be. History to a people is like a mother to a child. Dr. John Henry Clark. Now, this is a practical definition of history. All my students, no matter if they were in elementary school, middle school, high school, or the students I dealt with in college, they all had to learn this definition because everyone spoke about history as something that's in the past. But let me be clear, history is something that's going on right now. You as an individual, you are writing history right now. History, history yes, is something that happened in the past, but history is also present. The last minute has gone by and you, you just wrote a bit of history. Me being on this Zoom call, it's a bit of history. So don't you believe that history is something that happened in the past and that you're not involved. History is a continuum. I'll repeat that, history is a continuum. Things that happened in the past, things that happened in the present, that things that are happening in the present, but, but most importantly, things that are going to happen in the near future and understand that we all have a role in all of this okay is there any questions or any um feedback or comments about the definition of history that i just shared with you anyone what was the name what was the name of the person you quoted again rags dr john henrik clark can, dr. john can you can you uh, can you write it in the chat for me sure thanks um also when you think of history Think of history as, actually, let me go ahead and not try to multitask. Give me one second. <laughs> you think good. Oh, Cora already put it up there. Oh, there it is right there. Is exactly. that it? Uh, yeah. She thinks she's smart. Okay, good. Um, when Let's you think about on. history, what I'd like for you to do is always think about, when you think of history, two things. History is a clock and history is a compass. When you look at a clock, what does the clock tell? It tells you the time. So anytime you're dealing with any aspect of history, you have to look at what time are they talking about? What time period? Because if, if you're not dealing with a time period, you're not dealing with history. Also, compass, location. So now you're looking at a time and a place. So when you're looking at history, always identify a time and a place. Then you can start comparing everything else from that point on. 
Now, I'm not sure as far as what you guys know, as far as history or more specifically black history, being that this is quote unquote black history month. But um, can anyone share with me a historical figure that is not mainstream? Ooh, you asked my, you asked my question. I got it written right down here. I am, I am throw the mainstream part in though. Can anyone share any historical figure that you know that is not a mainstream figure? Um, what's considered not mainstream? Um, just throw out who you have, throw out what you know, and then I'll let you, something that's not common. Oh, okay. Um, okay. No, that was just a question, but yeah, MRIs can go. Okay, I see somebody chatted in Frederick Douglass, okay. Anyone else? Has anyone heard of Benjamin Banneker? Benjamin Banneker wrote the first almanac, first farmer's almanac. Also Benjamin Banneker, also he, um, he drafted the city of Washington, DC. Benjamin Banneker was a black man. Anyone heard of Carter G. Woodson? No, okay. I have. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, there's a series of there's a series of lots of individuals as far as scientists and engineers, but I don't want to get into that specifically. What I wanted to do was kind of back it up, being that we're dealing with Black history. Is there is there a question that anyone may have about Black history or Black History Month? No questions. All right, cool. Cool. What I wanted to do was back up. Back up. Does anybody remember what happened in 1492? It's a little song that everyone learned in elementary school in 1492. Why is it specifically this month? That's a very good question. That's a very good question. There's a lot of, um, I guess, conversation around why it is this month. So I can't really home in on one. Thank you, Robert. Exactly. I can't fo focus in on why it is this month, but um, Robert just answered the question. Columbus sailed. 14, I'm not sure if you guys remember, but it was an elementary school rhyme that they used to teach us. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Does anybody know where Columbus landed when he sailed? Around like Cuba or Florida, I think. Like the who, South America. I heard somebody say Cuba or Florida. Who was that? Malaysia. Zenobia. Okay. Hold up. Is it Zenobia or Malaysia? Which one? Zenobia. I saw Zenobia's, but you it's said Malaysia, so I. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, he landed on a small island. Um, that he called he coined Hispaniola, but the natives who were Taino Indians called it IET, which we all call Haiti but it was called IET. Um, even though he landed in Hispaniola, for some reason they called it the Americas. I'm not sure why. Anybody know what happened when he landed in Hispaniola? Nope. Okay. When he landed in Hispaniola, he, um, he took the native population and he made them um, excavate their land, 
for the, for his benefit. And what happened is that he worked them so hard that maybe about 95 to 98% of the native, the indigenous Indians there perished, they died. And this was the actual embarking or the really start of the African slave trade. Because from that point on, everything that those Indians were doing on that island, as far as harvesting and excavating um, the, the precious and raw minerals, they couldn't do anymore because most of them were dead. So that's when he went back. Real quick, um, I think it's important, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, that they did die from diseases brought over by, by, by the Spanish, by uh, Columbus. Um, yes, he, he died. He, they died from diseases, but they also died from the labor. Labor. The, the okay. intense labor as well. Okay. Can I say something? Yes, please. Hey, what's up, girl? Where'd you come from? We actually learned about this in Miss um, Foss class. So science. please share. Um, Go ahead, share a little so bit. So there was, it was a movie, and he would also Christopher Columbus would also like say if they didn't bring enough of like the like gold or other minerals, like he would like chop their limbs off, chop certain limbs off, and like he like really just like mutilate these people. And like they would kill them, and it's just like they would like mistreat like the woman and do terrible things to them. And you know, if you cut somebody's fingers off or like their hand off, you can't really collect any like minerals or anything. So, okay, yeah, excellent. Thank you, thank you. And who shared that with you? Um, Miss Boff. She was on environmental science, I think. I believe, yeah. Oh, fantastic! And that that is very true. That is very true. So after he did all that to the native people, he went back to Spain and actually got permission to go into Africa. And that's how the slave trade began. So at that point he brought in, he brought in the Africans and, and that was the start of it. And as they got into the islands, there the, the indigenous Africans or the enslaved Africans, their perspective life expectancy once the time they la they landed on that island was only three years. That was their life expectancy. That's why there was such a large influx and so many a uh, large number of African slaves that were brought over because they worked them so hard that they could not they did not survive past three years. But the crops still needed to be um, harvested. The minerals still needed to be um, excavated. So they started. They had an ongoing um, I guess cycle of slaves being brought in. Can I, can I ask, let me ask them a question real quick, right? right. Um, now you guys, uh, you guys are listening to Augustine and, and um, you're thinking, I think, I think there's a couple of you here that are, um, are, oh my God. What's the other side of the island, Raggy? Dominican. Dominican, my, my bad, my, my mind just went blank. It's a couple of you are Dominican or you're thinking, wait a minute, there's, there's the Dominican Republic and then there's Haiti, okay? So where did, does anybody, is anybody aware of how that separation happened? Anybody, I'm, and, and I'm talking to you guys, anybody know how that separation happened? Because the Dominican Republic is Spanish, okay? Haiti is Creole and French. How did that separation happen? Does anybody know that? No, Layla. I don't know. You don't know? Nobody. Mm -mm. Are you, y Yanni? You're Dominican, right? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Malaysia, are you Dominican? No. No? Okay. I knew, I thought, I thought you were, but I, I had, um, I was pretty sure Yanni was. Okay. So you have, again, so you have the Dominicans who were brought over by the Spanish, all right, uh, uh, Christopher Columbus, and brought the Africans over and on that side of the island. And what happened is, um, what, what Raggy was saying, the labor, they started, the labor started, okay, some of them were getting killed off, okay, and then you had, <clears throat> you had the French who also brought in a group of Africans, okay, and so at that point, you oh, had... Wow. Some of the some of the slaves who 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 wanted to be who want yeah who wanted to be Spanish, and some of the uh, some of the slaves who wanted to be French, okay, who 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 were part of the French the French um slave owners, okay. So that that separation began, and as history as history proceeded, okay, the people began to separate themselves, okay. They were getting killed off, like like right you're saying, but the people began to separate themselves. Some believe that they were Spanish. European, but some of them maintained the African identity. That's the Haitian people. The Haitian people maintained, they wanted to maintain the African identity. And I think Raggy's gonna probably talk to you about how they how they maintained that, how they got rid of the French, how they separated themselves from the French and became their own independent nation as opposed to, to um, oh my God, Dominican Republic, which is which is owned by the, which was you know owned by the Spanish, okay. And so anyway, I just wanted to stop there. I just wanted you to understand how that that happened, okay. So Haiti maintained their their African heritage. They would not because they spoke French, but they wanted to maintain their African heritage, whereas the Dominican Republic wanted to inherit the the Spanish side. They didn't want to have anything to do with their African heritage. And Yanni, you may you may know this a little bit too. Most most Dominican Republic, most Dominicans consider themselves white. Have you ever been told that? Yes, they do. As half Dominican, I know that for sure. Yeah, most Dominican. Oh, that's right, Ray. That's that's who it was. I knew there was somebody else. Most of them consider themselves white. Okay, and so th- there you have a difference. It, it, it's a very. Same I don't want to get into. Too. I don't want to get into it and 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 run over. Um, my brother's presentation, but I just wanted to make sure you guys understood that there was there was a separate part. That that whole island is the Hispaniola, but there's two distinct people on that one island, and you needed to understand how they came to be. Go ahead, guys. I'm sorry. Well, thanks for that. Um, and just to kind of follow up with uh, what Mr. Paul said, the island was populated by the same indigenous people and the same Africans that were brought over. But what took place was that this was now considered, well, at one point it was called the Pearl of the Antilles. Why was it called the Pearl of the Antilles? Because it, ha- it was so rich in natural resources. Sugar was the main thing that it was known for, well, that the Caribbean was known for, but Haiti had a large portion of sugar, cocoa, and a whole lot, um, lot of different um, spices and a whole lot. So after all these Africans came over, you had other, uh, colonial powers that saw the richness that Spain was getting access to. So they they decided they wanted to come in and they wanted a piece. So between Spain and France came in, the Spanish and French had a war. And they were fighting, fighting for 
land. And that's all it was for. They were fighting for land and resources. And then you had one individual who emerged out of there. His name was Toussaint Louverture. And he was he's considered to be one of the most brilliant military strategists because what he did, he was able to um, pair off with the Spanish to fight the French. Well, pardon me, hold on. He paired off with the French to fight off the Spanish first. And after he fought off the Spanish and beat the Spanish, he realized that the French weren't as um, forthcoming with what they were willing to do for the African people who were fighting for them. So what he ended up doing, he ended up going back to the, going back and fighting on the Spanish side against France. So there's a lot of back and forth that he did, but what ended up happening was that the island was ended up being occupied by France. The, the, the left or the Western one third of the island, which is now known as Haiti was occupied by the French and the Eastern two thirds of the island, which is now known as Dominican Republic is actually occupied, was occupied by the, um, the Spanish. So what I'm saying is that that artificial line that they drew did not separate two different nations. All it did was separate one people into two different groups of the same people. So you have individuals who are on the east side of the island, which is the Dominican side, and you have individuals who are on the west side of the island who are, who are blood related. But also I've known in the past recent history that there've been um, mutilations and, and large feuds where individuals are killing off each other based off of their belief of a difference, okay? But I'll back up a little bit. So that's a little bit about um, that's a little bit about the island of Haiti and Haiti's um, past history. I mentioned this one individual named Toussaint Louverture. Toussaint Louverture was known as a uh, freedom fighter. That wasn't his name. He was given that name by the colonials. Toussaint Louverture's name initially was Pierre Dominique Toussaint, and Louverture means the opener. So as he started on his quest to to, to aid the, the indigenous African people and, and the Haitians that were there, they were given the name, he was given the name Louverture as a title to show, I guess, his commitment to helping uh, the people at the time to, um, to gain freedom. Does anyone know anything about Toussaint Louverture? Okay, I see it. Is that, how do you pronounce your name? Is that Bracky? I see the... Okay. Is Brakai. Okay. Well, I see Brakai shaking his head. So no one knows anything about um, Toussaint. Okay. Okay. Would it would it be doing a project? I've heard of him when this is like my first year high school at STEM. Um, freshman year, I was doing a project, and I think I forget what I was assigned, but I remember reading about him and that like how he switched like sides because of like the French they weren't you know as like you know forthcoming with what they like were trying to do but yeah yeah I think you may have Wasn't heard about he... him and Miss could have been Miss um Ms. Simmons class Wasn't he... no? I think you saying something Cora I think Cora was saying something yeah, go ahead Cora I'm sorry <laughs> wasn't he considered a god Oh, by whom? <laughs> by whom? I mean, um, 
there was this guy from like he was an Aztec or Mayan, and there was his name meant Tucson, and he was considered one of the gods. Hmm. I'm not familiar with that. I'm not familiar with that either. I'm not familiar with that. You might have just kind of uh, schooled me on something. It's something I would have to look into. Yeah, I'm going to look into that too. <laughs> let me, let me, can I ask Rave something? Rave, being that you're 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 from you know you're Dominican, and Yanni too, if you know the answer, what what who, was there a name on the Dominican side that you've ever heard of? Well, I'm not like Dominican like that. I'm again, my mom is Puerto Rican, so I'm more like I'm more known on the Puerto Rican stuff. But I am, okay. you know, trying to learn some Dominican stuff. Okay. Um, not really. We have various. Um, we're kind of similar. We're we're really similar to Dominicans. Um, okay. Because Dominicans are similar, so you know, there's not much difference. Well, there okay. is. There's differences, and there's like. But we have a few similarities, so I wouldn't know about that. Okay, okay, no problem. How about you, Yanni? Anything that you know of that your parents or grandparents have told you? They don't really talk to me about that. I don't, they don't. Okay, they don't do the history thing with you? Mm-mm. Okay, <laughs> all right. I just wanted to find out if you guys have heard anything, because I know, like, you, you, you're specifically from mm-hmm. well. You have, you have relatives from the islands there. Okay, cool. Go ahead, right. I'm sorry. Um, Mr. Paul. As as my brother just mentioned, if you have um, grandparents, individuals who are older, they are a an immediate resource to you, to your history. Okay, so don't take it for granted. Inquire, ask them questions. Ask them questions about what they remember about your family. And don't just ask them and just kind of listen, document it. Because you'll be, as you get older, you'll start realizing the importance of understanding your own lineage and how, how, your, how your family came to be in America and how you came to be in the city that you're in. Okay, so don't take that for granted. And actually what I wanna do, I see that there's a couple individuals who um, came online after I started. And what I want to do is back up a little bit and restate the definition of history again, because when you're talking about history, you have to keep it in perspective to time and location, but also where you belong in the whole scheme of things. So if you bear with me, I'm going to repeat this um, definition again. History is a clock that people use to tell the political and cultural time of day. History is a compass that people use to find themselves on the map of human geography. History tells of people where they have been, what they have been, where they are and what they are. Most importantly, history tells of people where they still must go and what they still must be. Keeping that in mind, understand that history doesn't happen to you. History is happening around you and through you. Everything that you're doing is historical. You're, you're, you're making your stamp on this timeline. Everyone's in high school, so you guys have seen a timeline, okay? Now understand, your role under 2021, February 8th, 2021, that little point there, that's you. That's no one else but you. So are you going to, is, is when they look at um, Rafe or Layla or, or Brakai or Zenobia, or Cora, is it going to be a little dot or is your name going to be bold print on that timeline? 
That's the question that you have to ask yourself. And everyone has the same opportunity, no matter where you come from and where you are. Everyone has the same opportunity to put a bold print on that timeline. February 8th, 2021. January 1st, 2032. It's up to you what you want to do with that particular timeline. But let me go ahead and back it up a little bit. When you look at history, history is paramount for not what hap just happened in the past. Learn from that, but it helps you to get perspective of where you are, but it, it's the whole purpose is to help you catapult yourself into the future. If you know that your parents, I, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll make it more personal. My parents, immigrants to this country, they fought for a great education for my siblings and I. So now I know my role is to continue my education and to ensure that my children continue their education and make an impact in this system. Because why? Because they left their country to come here to ensure that we got a proper education. So I have to make sure that I instill that in my children to ensure that they instill it in their children and so on and so forth. So understand that just because you're here and you're not a, a parent, that doesn't mean that you cannot think about the future. Think about yourself in the future, but also think about your children in the future. What do you want to establish for them? You don't start thinking about the future when the future takes place. You start thinking about the future now, okay? So you guys are at a STEM academy, is that correct? Okay, okay. Um, I heard, is it Malaysia? say she wants to be an aerospace engineer. Are there any other aspiring um, scientists or engineers online? No, no one else? Okay. Anyone know um, George Washington Carver? George Washington Carver. I, I hear, I see a couple of heads. I know you guys have heard of George Washington Carver. Okay, is it breaking? What do you know about Bracky? Bracky. Bracky. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. Wait, his teacher still messing him up, so don't worry about it. <laughs> so, oh, what do you know about George Washington Carver, Bracky? Um, I'm be honest with you, I know about the name, but I don't know much about the much about him. It's a guy, right? Yes, it's a guy. I don't know much about him, but I just know the name. Okay. Anybody know anything about George Washington Carver? I think I saw somebody else's head shake. Somebody no. smart, somebody smart, probably googling them right now. I remember thinking about like peanuts and like medicine, so in that area. Exactly. Exactly. He was, he was a famous scientist who came up with I forget however many hundreds of uses for the peanut. He also came up for so many uses for the sweet potato. He was. A genius. He was sought after. He was sought after by the president of the time, which I forget um, the president's name. I want to say Lyndon B. Johnson, but I may be wrong. But he was sought after the president of the time, and he he was a genius of his time. He was raised by a white family, and just so you give, just to give you a little perspective, very young, very very bright. He was brought in as an orphan and raised by a white family. Um, they, they encouraged his education and they helped set a strong educational foundation. 
But one thing about uh, George Washington Carver that a lot of people don't, don't know is that he was in Munich. Does everyone know what a Munich is? Okay, let me share with you. A Munich is somebody who's gotten his um, their private parts castrated, cut off. He got his private parts um, cut off because the his um, step parents or his uh, foster parents brought him into a home, but in that home was a daughter. So to ensure that nothing took place, they decided they were going to go ahead and um, free him of his manhood. And if and if you hear any um, recordings of him. I didn't know this until much later, but when you hear recordings of him, he speaks at a very high pitch. And I was wondering why he, he spoke at a high pitch. And I found out later on that that's why, because he was, his manhood was taken. But to say the least, he was a genius. And for being at a STEM Academy, you should know something about Carter G. Woodson. Um, you should also know about, um, let me see. Let me see, who else? Who else? Who's another scientist that's black? Anyone know of? Okay, how about Madam C.J. Walker? Walker, yeah. I know you know Layla. Come on, Layla. Who's, who's, who's Madam, Walker? Who is Madam C.J. Walker? They actually had a show about her on Netflix. I watched it. <laughs> hey, so what did, what did you learn? What did you learn about Madam C.J. Walker? Um, I knew that, like, she made, like, hair products, but it's just, like, it wasn't just like any, just like any old average type of hair product. Like she just wasn't like your basic, like, you know, I want to be a cosmetologist kind of like a thing. Like she actually like helps people like with like, you know, maintain like healthy hair. Like, and I want to say like she helped people that were like balding okay. as well. That had like alopecia and stuff like that. Like she helped them with like, and she made her own hair products and tested them and everything and like helped other people. Okay. Excellent. Hey, Mr. Paul, I know you're going to ask this question, but maybe, maybe let me throw a question in there. Okay. Since, since you, you said she made hair products, what did, what did she have to have a knowledge of in order to do that? Layla? what did she need to know? She needed to learn about like chemicals and stuff like, you know, that word. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. She needed to know chemistry. She needed that. Anyways, go ahead, Rex. Okay. Along with chemistry, she was very knowledgeable as far as um, herbal. Like, herb, like herbal medicines and, and herbs in general, because a lot of those oils and so forth came from the came from the gardens. But also, anyone heard of Garrett Morgan? Wow. Without Garrett Morgan, we'd be in a world of hurt. Garrett Morgan made the stoplight. Say <laughs> so we'd be hurting, huh? We'd be in the world of hurt. And what is Pirelli's miracle elixir, Cora? It, it's from a movie I was watching. It was this concoction that the scam artist made to grow your hair out, but it was just uh, ink and pee mixed together. And once he was confronted about it, he, yeah, it's wow. it's part of Sweeney Todd. Mr. Um, Paul knows about that movie. Oh, is that? Oh, is that? Is that? Was that part of that? <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. I still haven't looked that up. Dude, I will lend you the movie. Okay. It's Good. like it, it's great. Obviously, you learned something from it. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I learned. I learned how to. I learned how to be a scam artist. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> wow! Don't don't tell everybody. Don't tell everybody that. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
ahead. Now, I don't, I don't want to be the one that's just solely talking. So um, I want you guys to think of a question or a series of questions, oh, something that you may want to know. Okay, Carl's already on it. It could be personal. It could be personal. I know y'all want to ask some personal stuff. Go ahead. Hold up, personal to who? Me? <laughs> personal to me, probably. <laughs> Go ahead, Cora. So while, while Cora is asking the question, you guys come up with some uh, a question or questions um, about history or about anything that you may be interested in. Yes, yes. Go ahead, Cora. I have two. I'll go with the lighthearted one first. Mm -mm, not the lighthearted one. Okay. Well, yeah, because the other one's gonna take more time, and I want to know. I want to. I want to know this one first. What's the most embarrassing thing you know about Mr. Paul? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I should have known you were going to ask something like that. Oh, well, you know what? The most? I don't know about the most, but it's like a whole list of stuff. There's, there's a list. Like, there's what? a list. <laughs> we're, not, we're not trying like, to do Like, narrow it down to, like, the top five. No, no, can we do, like, top one? There's nothing embarrassing. I'm a, the, I, I, the, nah, I'm not that guy. Okay, something that's probably already known, he's not the best driver. <laughs> That's what's up. None of those accidents were my fault. Man. You have an expensive car and you're a bad driver. Okay. <laughs> no, just imagine. Oh, no, actually, I'm just kidding. He's not, he actually he's not a bad driver. Just imagine how much his insurance is. It's great. No, no, it's not. I wasn't at fault. No fault. No fault. <laughs> you don't. Need he's to get just it. a bad avoider. There you go. Yeah. I can't just avoid that. avoider. <laughs> Instead of playing the game dodgeball, he'll just stand there and take the balls. <laughs> What's your other question, Cora? Hit, hit it up. Hold on. I'll wait till the noises. Yeah. Yep. Uh, why is there a Black History Month and not like a Native History Month? Because they were arguably treated worse than the African Americans. Um, good question. Good question. Uh, a Black History Month was sought after. I forget exactly... I want to say it was W.E.B. Du Bois, but I'm not sure um, because they felt there was a need to accentuate because of all the travesty and trials that were placed upon people of African descent. They felt that they needed a it actually started off as a day initially, a day to a week, then eventually to a month. But they felt that it needed there. It was needed to be able to kind of accentuate the um, the culture accentuate the lifestyle of people of African descent. And as I mentioned, it started off as a day initially, then it went to a week, then eventually it was um, given a month. Mm -hmm. And Gora, I mean, it's in regards to, uh, you know, why Native Americans, why there isn't a Native American day. I mean, I think it stems to the point that really, I don't, I, I'm trying to recall, and I don't remember if back, I want to say during uh, Franklin, Eleanor Roosevelt's time, if they had uh, requested such a day and that he turned it down, I want I want to say I want to say I remember that vague history of it, uh, and ever since then there really hasn't been any pursuit that I'm aware of where Native Americans or even those that are in Congress now who have Native American roots and everything, there's really been no no requests really for that. So that's part of my answer. And you can, can I say something? Yeah, sure. Um, 
my grandmother is Mexican and Native American, and we just learned about this in history not too long ago. And I feel like the indigenous people and different tribes and like their practices, it's so dead because when like colonizers and like, I'm gonna say it, like the white men, what they would do, they would take Native American kids from their families and put them in schools. They would change their names and make them change their beliefs and stop, you know, practicing, you know, their traditions. And I think it's like really messed up and, you know, yeah, like they pushed them onto land and some of this land was valuable and the government still pays Native Americans to like, you know, drill oil on certain lands that they pushed them onto. But it's like, it's messed up because Native Americans do get the bad end of the stick till this very day, but it's like nobody ever really talks about it. And knowing that my grandmother is Native American and like my grandmother doesn't even know, like, you know, doesn't know too much about it. And like that hurts because I like I'm mixed and it's like I want to learn about that. I want to learn like where I come from and like where my grandmother came from and what her like, you know, what her family life was like. I think that's your role right there. Everything that you just said right there, that's your particular role in your family's history because you know that there's a gap in understanding, a gap in knowledge. You're the youth. The future is in your hands. That's where you take the mantle and you start bridging that gap. No one says it's going to be easy. And you may be able to do just this much. But say if your children pick up where you left off, then it's this much and so on and so forth. Because, And I say that because there was a big gap in my understanding as far as my family history until I started actually asking questions and I started being able to kind of go back and learn so I can actually impart on my children so they can go forward and learn more. Because no matter how much, even if I go a, a hundred miles an hour for 24 hours a day for the rest of my life, there isn't but so much information that I'll be able to gather. So it's gonna take, it's gonna take somebody else who's coming on be after me to continue that work. So I, I put it on you, Layla. That's 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 one of your charges to get that information, and and hopefully you can impart some of that knowledge on your grandmother before she passes, because it's your role. As as I saw that you were very emotional about it, and you should be, but if you don't do it, who will? If you don't take that charge, who's going to take that charge? So be mindful of that. Um, if and I want to go ahead and back up a little bit. To, to get something like that moved or passed as far as um, a, a Indian or Native American history, there has to be a unified voice. And one of the things that they've been able to do is keep the Native Americans fragmented. So as long as they're fragmented, they cannot have a unified voice. Unity, unity is usually the oppressor's um, biggest fear. Because if they're trying to oppress you, the easiest thing for, do, for them to do is to keep you separated and as long as they keep you separated and there's no communication, you guys cannot come united to actually uh, go against that opposing force. Okay. I love that background music. Whoever that was. <laughs> and and um, just 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 going on 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 what Layla was saying, and it's important to remember that. Um, and again, attaching what Mr. Paul was saying as well, it's important to remember that when when the colonizers came over. That was that was a big thing. The big thing was to uh, this, I'm going to use this word for lack of a better word um, for, for me right now was to whitewash um, that indigenous people the the the, the, the history. 
you know. Uh, for example, when, when Mr. Paul was talking about um, Columbus and the other settlers coming and, and settling and, and, and bringing Africans to Haiti and to the Dominican Republic, okay, and what had to happen is they had the, the, the belief system was they were trying to take away their belief system. They were trying to take away their opportunity to to learn from each other and, and the, take away their language and, and, cult, and for them to cultivate French and so forth as their sole language. And same thing with the Dominicans, for them to cultivate Spanish as their sole language. So they tried to take the African influence out of there, okay? And they used every means possible. Layla mentioned uh, education, big, you know? Uh, what you do is you set them apart and you educate them in the way that you want them to go. You present your religion, you present whatever it is that you want. And before you know it, as the years go by, they forget. They and forget. They're fully indoctrinated. And they're fully indoctrinated. And so they believe, and just like I was telling um, um, Yanni, and, and I think maybe it was you, Ray, earlier, that they believe, like for example, for example the Dominic Dominicans, they've been so, their their heritage have been taken away from them so much that they actually do believe that they're European, you know that they're that they are Spanish, and so that is why I've, I've asked. I'm, I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many Dominicans I've run to up here, and I asked them, you know, what do you consider yourself? And not one of them, not one, has told me that they consider themselves black, and it's, it just baffles my mind. It really, really does, because that's how deeply they've been indoctrinated. I just thought it was important for you to know that. Like, like Mr. Paul said, you guys, you are the one. You, you, you are the one to take it to the next step. Ayla, you're the one to take it to the next step. You realize, you realize, Yanni, even you, you realize that nobody has told you your history, okay? Your grandparents mm -hmm. are not sharing the history with you. Nobody's telling you your history. So you know what? It's up to you to become... You know what? I want to know more. So then you do your research. You ask your grandparents questions. You know, hey. They talk I, to me. I, they tell me, sorry, but um, that's okay. They be putting me on. Like they tell me about myself. You know, my yes. Uh, so do my my dad told me because uh, he was. Uh, go ahead, Yanni. I'm sorry. Let Yanni finish real quick, or I'm sorry, Yanni. They told me what? Nobody. Like they don't claim, they don't claim, they just think they don't claim they're black or, or none of that. They they don't like talking like that. They don't oh, okay, okay. And I, and I be telling them like, what are you talking about? Like, come on now, like that's false information. Like, you know, and it's like, it's the they the older folks, so they should know they should know more about themselves. But mm -hmm. you no, know, like they they just deny it. Like, no, we're Spanish, we're Dominicans. Dominicans are Spanish. That's yeah. that. Exactly. Yanni, a lot, a lot of times, especially when you're dealing with a lot of older individuals from no matter where you're from, a lot of those pains are, are still fresh in their minds. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things, they don't want to, to transfer that over to you guys. And sometimes they just want to deny it. And, and actually, and even a lot of times, they don't even know it themselves. Mm -hmm. I, I say that because I look at, um, I guess, Haitian history. There's a lot of Haitians who don't have a clue about the, the true facts about their own particular history. That that's why it's so imperative that you young people take time, but also be motivated enough to go out there and excavate and seek and dig up that truth. And once you dig it up, document it. 
because you guys, at one point when I was your age, I thought that everything that needed to be known was is already known. And it wasn't until I got a little older and started getting more into education, I realized that there is so much more to uncover in this world, that nothing is 100% fact. Because what's fact today, science may show you, that, okay, well, this is what we thought. This was our theory in 2021, but here it is, 2032, and it's come to show us that something is, we, what we thought was fact was not actually fact. It was, it was actually off. It's up to you guys to actually confirm information. Find information and confirm it. Don't leave it to anybody. And I tell you, like I tell my own children, don't ever, ever teacher, professor, dean, whomever, question. There's nothing wrong with questioning as long as you do it appropriately. You cannot be disrespectful and question expecting the actual answer. But I, rec I encourage you to question everything. I tell all my students, anything I tell you, you question. Don't hesitate to question why, because once you understand that this is what it is, you can build a you can build a foundation of knowledge and build upon that knowledge. But if there's ever a point that you don't know something and you continuously bypass it and don't know. How are you going to build on that foundation? You don't have a foundation. So anything you built will shake and eventually fall if you don't have a foundation. Sorry, I was your nurse just texted me, said my, my, my computer just died when the other Mr. Paul was talking. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So your nurse dropped off a little bit. All right. Um, one thing I wanted to add to that, I, I just remember watching um, a, a documentary. I think it was a documentary. Anyway, uh, this one young boy, he must have been about, I'm going to say 11. Um, and I guess they, they, they kept track of him. Um, they presented to him his history. He had no clue of his history. He was poor, I mean, dirt poor. And he, they, his family had come to accept this, that this, is, this was their lot in life, you know? And then someone presented him with his history of, of, of you know, uh, where he, he was related to so-and-so who did something significant. And I, would, I wanted to get the, the, I want to get the name right. But anyway, that great, great, great grandparent did something significant in history that led to a, a change, a significant change and how black people were viewed and so forth and so on. And that little bit of knowledge that he obtained changed his life because he saw himself, he, he had somebody in his family, in his background that did something. And it changed his life where he wanted to be somebody and be something. If I remember correctly, he became, um, and, and it's funny that it, I'm thinking about Malaysia in this, he became some kind of big time engineer in NASA um, and NASA. And uh, so I, I, and I'm going to, I'm going to find a name and, and I'm going to send it to you guys. I just want to share that with you because you never know what your little bit of digging is going to do for you, how it's going to encourage you, how it's going to lift you up, all right, to know that somebody, somebody, it may not even be somebody in your family, but just someone, someone that is in your nationality, someone that has done some, something significant where you've always looked down on yourself, whatever it is, 
and that lifts you up. And I just remember that story of that young man changing his life because he learned of that specific person in his family way back when who did something significant and it flipped them all around and where now he's an engineer at NASA. That's that's big big time stuff. It's real. It's real. Okay, just think about that. Okay. Well, I'm seeing the time, so I know yeah. I have to get out of here shortly, but I do want to share this with you guys. Just be mindful that your place in history is right now. You are part of a, a time continuum. And if you know about a time continuum, it's something that started since the, big, since the Big Bang and it's going to continue until Earth is no longer here. But your role, your participation can be significant or it can be washed over and no one ever know anything about you. But it's all about you. If you ever felt that little desire in you or that little thing in you that's like, this is not right, but I and this is not right, and I want to make a change, or or I want to do more. You thought about it, and, and it was placed in you because you can do more. But only person that can stop you from doing more, no matter where you are, is you. You're the only person, no matter what is placed in front of you, you're the only one that can stop you from doing what you feel you need to do or what you've been placed on this earth to do. Remember, history is a clock and history is a compass. You cannot deal with history without understanding time of day, and you cannot deal with history without understanding the region that you're talking about. Hope you guys learned something. Thank you. I want to I thank you, Mr. Paul. Um, and again, I, I brought you on because I know how much, and, and even though you're my younger brother, I know how much you've encouraged me to dig into my history, you know, our history as a family. And that has, you know, that, that's lifted me up. And so that was my hope today, that somehow you would be able to lift these young ones up uh, just to let them know, hey, history, you can make history. You are history. And what you choose to do with it is all on you, you know, and, and, and it's going to determine how your, your, your children, your great, your grandchildren, your great grandchildren, how they continue on in this world. So I really, really appreciated you bringing that to us. Uh, real, real quick. Uh, nope, I, I think we're out of time. We're out of time there, Mr. Producer. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. And I really, really appreciated you coming on, Raz. Thank you very much for spending More than welcome. And to your students, you guys keep shining. And I would look forward to let, letting my brother tell me more about the great things that you guys are doing. All right. Yes. Take yes. care. And thank you all for joining us here at the Purple Palace. And we'll see you next week. Again, same place, same time, same back channel. God bless. Have a good one. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Rex. Oh, you're welcome. Take care, you guys.